0: We are out here, fuck y'all talking about Sophisticated (laughs) ignorance, are y'all fucking crazy? That's a fact, talk that shit! Yo, y'all getting me tight, like I be out here trying to to be be humble Let's not not get fucking crazy, sophisticated ignorance Alright? Yeah, they ain't gonna like me They ain't gonna like me I be getting to the money Everybody man Think of getting too much money Everybody man Same old nigga from the block Same old nigga with the
1: fat Same old nigga for the journey Everybody hated don't know Danny comes right back I just through a whole lot of time overseas. Never limit money touch
0: you know We are back
1: yeah, that was
0: awkward as fuck. <laughs> well, you
1: know, I couldn't
2: figure anything out, and the counter started rolling. Well, we whatever. Oh, the counter's mad small. Eh? It was, uh, anyway.
1: Yeah, we're back though with the <laughs> shenanigans. We're back.
2: That was awkward too.
1: <laughs> still not doing things the right way.
2: Um, we're I here. Mean, we're here with Chris still. Um, he's sharing his life. Chris still. still. I <laughs>
3: mean, he didn't <laughs> get not, up.
2: <laughs> not not <his> name, But <laughs> it was Chris
1: we, X. That's what we agreed yes. on. Oh no. Uh,
3: St- <laughs> I'm really, I'm with you. Chris guess.
2: is still in the building, and he has things to say about his life. Oh my These two fools. <laughs> so where we last left our our hero, our hero, he was talking about his um, you know, uh, his abusing life, alcohol, right? Abusing and... alcohol and his um stint into life and you know, with prostitution or escorting. Mm-hmm. I, like, I, yeah. I like escorting escort. better. Escorting sounds better. I think yes. that's why a lot of people make it passable. Because gotcha. a pros- uh, prostitutes very dirty. Gotcha. Uh, sco- yeah, escort is more professional. Stigma. Like, yeah. oh, I'm escorting you to sexual favors. I don't know. I would, you do have I a booker. Scream. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah so yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean Maybe. moving right along with that, I mean, so it's you know, you talked about alcohol, you talked about abusing it. Um you know, uh, what at that point, you know, how did alcohol affect you and affect your actions? And how did that lead to, um, you know, the the domestic violence that you experienced?
3: So alcohol became my water. Like, I had to have that every day in order to be... To function. Yeah. And right. what people came to know was the drunk Chris. So I'm mm-hmm. unbeknownst to them, and to this day, to my patting on my back, I can hold my liquor. Like, you'll never... I know how drunk I am. That's just a genetic thing. Um, obviously, it was used for negative things when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to advocate drinking binge drinking, but it, it, it was what it was. Um, so I have a control. If I wanted you to like me, I'm pseudo-controlling you by getting drunk. So I'm not presenting you something that I need from you, too, at this point. I'm controlling myself get, being liked, and I'm controlling you liking me. But I had to go through this fifth of whatever every day Mm. to get you to like me um this is back when we were going to this uh liquor store by university of maryland i mean he's long gone now but should have been locked up i was only so so underage using my brother's id he's five eight i was six one he's dark i'm light like dude we're definitely exactly. not the same person <laughs> exactly paying attention. as long as the numbers match up <laughs> there <right>. it is <laughs> what long you the, need as long
1: as the cash is. there
3: good. it is and it always was um i was drinking hypnotic premixed, like mad dog Whoa. 2020 Whoa. You this hypnotic is. with I, the henny or just hypnotic this other this the... in the ball in the, in the oh. bottle yeah yeah Couldn't not remember. incredible hoax yeah no this, this, is not <laughs> fancy? this is not that type of room <laughs> okay. um but it got to the point i remember this one day this is when it, it went too far um went to my friend's house and this is my routine and i had it down to a science with a junior bacon cheeseburger and a biggie fried wendy's to lace my stomach i mean yes it was wendy's yes, is, yes so yeah, it is I I commend you um, <laughs> I would lace my stomach i would agree. go drink the pre-mixed whole bottle of long Island iced tea mm. uh that would get me right to where i was i would drive down uh the equivalent from harlem to brooklyn the distance from where i would where i lived to my friend's house go get him speed back up the highway I uh, go to the club, wash and entire Pete every day. Um, this particular night he had someone visiting from up uh from North Carolina he met online. We get in the car, he gets in his car, we race up there. Uh, been drinking. And like I was this particular night I had the whole bottle of Langani's tea and like half the bottle of hypnotic, so I was already Gone off mm-hmm. of just a junior breaking cheeseburger and a Biggie Fry. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get in the club. It's one of these big warehouses, like sixth floor, one and a half floor, all this kind of stuff. Very dark, like techno type club. Mm-hmm. We get in. It's $20. We get in. Uh, I walk up to this platform. You know how people like touch your shoulder, move you out the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why he had to touch my stomach to move me out the way, I don't know. But it was just enough oh, to move wow. me. I go over, I throw up into the pit of the bartender, <clears> into the ice of the bartender down below. Uh, security bounces me out, leaves my friends in there. They don't come back and get me. I know all this because I wake up, pass up in my car. The car is parked up. You know how trees, the trunks come out from the, the dirt and like bubble up under the sidewalk, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Why I attempted to drive my car, I don't know, but it was on top of the tree, like one wheel wheel's up in the air. Mm-hmm. I'm in my car. All my all my keys are gone except for my, my car key. My how, Why I chose to take all my keys off my keychain Again, I'm being drunk. I wake up, uh, drive the walk of shame at this point. Church people are coming down the street to go to church. Mm. Um, I have to go home. They left me there. Now, this is the day of cell phones were there. No voicemail, no missed calls. They just left me for dead out there. I go home. I park. I don't have my keys. My mom at this point already knows I'm being crazy and stupid, but Mm -hmm. now now you can't even get in the building. So I have to scale the building. We let on them on the first floor. I'm doing this whole Spider-Man thing to walk across my bedroom window. I'm tapping. I see my brother asleep. He's not getting up. I go and move the the shade open to go, and I, like, immediately hit and go right to the, the couch because I hear my mom and the church music playing, and I just lay right there. She doesn't say anything to me. She usually says, you know, hi, hey, Chris, or whatever, even though I'm asleep. Doesn't say anything to me. Um, next night, do the same thing. Don't pass out from the, the tree or whatever. The got my friend's friend, comes on to me in the bathroom. I'm drunk. I, I yeah, let it happen, whatever, I'm, I'm not in control. He sees that we have this big fight at the club. I still got to drive back because my car is, about, I mean, ride back with because my car is at his house. I throw up in his car on myself everything right there this is the summertime mind you so go up and pass out on this floor hard with the floor face first on the floor i wake up with a piece of fried chicken half eaten in my face i come downstairs and they're all everyone's dressed and ready the next day and they're looking at me with this shameful look up to this point it was always oh that's crazy Chris. remember what happened last night it's like <clears throat> looking at me with this shameful like
1: "When are gonna get your shit together bro?" exactly
3: throat> um and that was what led me to the celebrate recovery i was like again like and having to go out and see and smell that hot throw up in a car that's been sitting there mm. overnight. My face does lines and falling asleep on the floor on a hardwood floor, passed out. And these people who were literally this 24 hours ago had my back and usher me, you know, champagne me, drink more, do more crazy stuff like mm. you gone too far. Ain't that the bullshit? Yeah you gone too far
2: it literally be like, like it yeah. literally be like that sometimes yep. like oh yeah we all friends. know him as a crazy person and yep. drink 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 and then yep. when they get too far there's like damn like really yeah. really you now, you now? Now.
0: now you're a responsibility right exactly, right
2: yeah. yeah not your responsibility then it's like exactly. oh that that's just how we be son like shrug oh yep. well <laughs> and then they judge you oh, shit's crazy. <laughs> shit's yep. wild. like how like man yeah you were just screaming shots like twenty four hours before. Exactly. Like. Literally. Yeah, yeah. Exactly.
3: Did
1: you have any um, any kind of intimate relationships during I was, this time?
3: Like, tell us about the like serious that. Or yeah, like, like I mean, serious
1: relationships. Yeah, because we,
0: I mean, you've told us yeah. numerous stories up in this to this point. I mean, you briefly mentioned the the one girl that uh you broke up with, mm-hmm. but besides that, I'm I'm thinking in my head it's like there's no way you had any substantial relationship no. at that point.
3: Mm-hmm. Not at all. Um, I dated a girl. Like five years after I broke up with my uh girlfriend in high school, that was dating like I see every other whatever. I was into her and she was into me, but she she had the demon she was messing with, so that, that was doomed to fail anyway. Mm-hmm. Um after that, no, there was nothing. Um people what freaked me out and still kinda does freak me out now a little bit when someone would compliment me, but like, you have I know what I'm projecting. Like this drunken escort and stealing out of control mess. How mm-hmm. can you find anything on me attractive so instantly 85 walls up nope you're lying to me i'm not in control this is all this is all just another facsimile of my it. life and like mm-hmm. i just can't accept it sure. so even if there was Genial. mr or mr Wright was you're getting cut off don't don't say anything nice to me because i'm not gonna believe it unbeknownst to you like please never compliment me at that time in my life because i would never that would just make me even more anxious more Defense mechanism. Yeah, it, it was just like, no man, was, Yeah, why Why are you not asking me what's wrong with me versus, oh, you look cute. Like, no, please ask me what's wrong with me because I want to tell somebody but mm-hmm. you're seeing something that I don't see. Um, yeah, so no relationships other than with myself <laughs> at that point. Yeah. Um, I know you asked about the domestic violence. Um, so, and this is something that I haven't shared with anybody, uh, literally. Well, a few people know. Um, for... Five years before moving up to New York, I was in a relationship with another man mm-hmm. um, to the point where we got engaged. And that's what brought me to New York City. Um, what happened to domestic violence, I, at that point, I just finished you know my little restitution. Had been arrested in like five years. I was clean, right? There were still mental issues there uh, that were unresolved, clearly. Um, we were arguing, and I remember telling him that he didn't care about me because that was my little defense thing. That was, like, oh, you don't care. You just don't care about me. You're just going to say what you want to say. He slapped me, like you know, that's a thing. Like, I had never put my hands on him or nothing like that. Like he slapped me, and like I, when I tell you, like if you can see, like the stereotypical sitcom, like you slapped him, like time froze, like I really froze, and I felt this rage come into me, and I was like, "Don't react." Now, where that calm voice came from after all those years of being stupid, I don't know, but <laughs> I didn't hit him back. Um, it was silence. You know, I told him to get out. He came rushing back, and unfortunately for me, in that time period, that was the wrong thing because got him that was control mm. had he we just broken up i would have had time to you know like okay chris now now after everything else we're going to turn the page and write domestic violence on top of all this now you're getting slapped by a man not no like that have been mm-hmm. hopefully would have triggered me to go get help but the fact that he came back Hindsight was the wrong thing that happened. So we, you know, intertwined, start vacation together. Mind you, this whole time, my dad doesn't know, mom doesn't know, my brother doesn't know. No one knows who I'm dating. I told him I was dating a woman at this point, but they never saw him. They never saw me with him. Mm -hmm. Was no Facebook. Was no posting. Was no nothing. Right. Complete silence. Um, it got to the point where we we would argue, and the arguments were always for me were uh, cemented in my past. I couldn't get away from it. Mm -hmm. So we I. To this day, remember looking at his face like, why are you so angry over his little stuff? And I'm like, I mean, it's not that I'm angry about. It's this semi-truck of emotions from years coming at you every time we get to this. I can't control it. Right. So we have these volatile blow-ups, break up, get back together, all that kind of stuff. Um, it would lead to me when he would like literally run away from me in his house, I like would trap him in the door. Like, you're not going to leave until we have this argument, have it um, hashed out. Um, there was one time he came over my house and... Uh, he wanted to leave because he had an argument, and I blocked him, and he had his—he had a dog with him. Um, the dog was like getting all skittish or whatever, and he pushed me, and he scratched me, and like drew blood. Lost it. Um, when I say I, I saw red, saw red. I like, it just start pounding on him. Like, like, this is the person I'm supposed to be in love with, and this is the person I'm dating at that point. Why am I hitting you? Like, I chased him down the hallway, hitting him and things like that. And to this day, my mom will hate this if she ever hears this, to this day, there's still a streak of my blood on the wall in the stairwell. It looks like it's just a mark on the wall. It's actually my blood that's on the wall for me chasing him and hitting my head on the stairwell, stairwell, staircase, chasing him out of the out of the building. That's how
0: upset you was. was yep. that you... you
1: didn't even feel that.
3: Like... Yep. Um so yeah. It oh, and before moving up here, we went to a club drinking again. I noticed him looking at somebody at the bar. Lost it. Yep. Um we were driving up this hill, at least a mile away from his house. And I'm, you know, wouldn't let it go. Like, I saw you looking at him. I saw you looking at him. I saw you looking at him. He's like, no, I wasn't. And he finally was like, yes, I was berserk. I reached over to the driver's side, ripped his chain off his neck, and got out of the car. And I sprint up the hill to his house because I'm thinking he's going to get trapped by all these street lights. I can get to the car, get to his house, and be waiting for him inside before he gets there. He's driving a BMW, like, and I'm on foot running uphill. <laughs> so, of course, he gets there before me. But, again, hindsight, anger, whatever. I get there, and he's already throwing my stuff out of his out of the house, onto the street. Yeah. I get to the door. Uh, I get it right before he closes it, and I'm, like, halfway in the door. Mm-hmm. His roommate is upstairs. I don't know why. I'm like, oh, you're going to wake your roommate, roommate up. I'm like, why am I caring about other people at this point? <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. We got to
1: fight in silence, yeah. bro.
3: Um, so he's, you know, I'm pushing, pushing back and forth, and he starts slamming the door um, to the point where it broke my foot, and it broke the frame around the door. Um, so the door is off the hinges. It's like 3 in the morning, you know, the ritzy part of D.C., you know, like this big, burly black dude arguing with his skinny white boy, Asian roommate upstairs. Like, yeah, this is not going to end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Would not have ended well had I mean, been huh. Exactly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so my we talk. God's my friend. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we talk all night. Um, we calm each other down. And I'm like, okay, I'll just sleep here on the sofa because you have no front door. I'll be your guard, so to speak. He's like, okay, fine, whatever. And roommate comes home and she's like, or wakes up and she's like, whatever and walks out the door she didn't want to you know, deal with it so having showered still drunk morning breath piss drunk breath whatever you want to call you my foot is you can, my shoe is like the size of like a of a house at this point like it's fluffy i take it out and like nutty professor just balloons i didn't realize Sheesh. how like he cracked it right underneath my pinky tail like it was cracked Sheesh. right across oh. um i had a limp home <laughs> you know had to go get surgery to repair my foot and to tell my friends, I was that lifetime movie. What happened? Oh, I got it slammed in the door. Like again, we're writing now. We're writing embarrassing pages in your story. Mm-hmm. It was one thing you you were loud, rambunctious. We knew what you were doing. Now you're now you're the the typical. Oh, what happened? Oh, I fell.
2: I got mm-hmm. it caught in the door. Right. Like, No, you
3: didn't. Like, you you've now you have pins in your foot. Like you have, you know, metal plate in your foot because of your foolishness. But. At that point, I was too far gone again. I can't tell these people the truth. Exactly. This is the same, Chris, that we've, we have we just came from getting you out of being crazy. We're just to the point where it's really a little bit talking to you. I can't tell you this now. That's going to break that bridge all over again. So mm-hmm. um, that's the domestic violence part of that. Sheesh. Jim. <laughs> um,
0: well, you've already discussed uh, one of your suicide attempts. Mm-hmm. I believe you told us you had three altogether. Mm-hmm. So the first one was the... The car. Driving on mm-hmm. the highway. <clears throat>
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, so, what happened in the other two scenarios?
3: So, the other two uh, one was alcohol, but they were both up here when we moved. So, when we moved up here, I told my family, Oh, I'm moving to New York to chase my dream. And I really was. Who moved you moving up to New York with? Oh, a friend. Again, still lying. Couldn't even mm-hmm. tell them that this is the guy I'm moving up to New York with. They had no, still to this day, and when they hear this, so <laughs> they'll know this, but uh, I was away from everybody. I quit my job. I made him quit his. Well, I didn't make him. I made him an offer. He couldn't refuse. He had a great job. Like speaking, this government shutdown, he was, uh, um, I forget the the exact term, but he was with the agency that regardless of what happens to the government, they have guaranteed funds. So he was with that kind of agency. Mm -hmm. Um, great paying job. I was like, you know, you don't quit your job. Oh, you know, but I'm moving who, what relationship's going to test that? Like, no, I'm going to quit and either move with you or we're breaking up. So he quit, moved up here with me. I was living off of him. Um, and I lied to you not within two weeks of moving up here, he told me that he had cheated on me five years ago. And this had always been a, a point of contention for us. I had something in me, Spidey Sense knew that, that 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 incident that happened five years ago when he went away to Boston for that week and we were fighting, we weren't really anything serious. You mm-hmm. did what you were gonna do, but you lied and said, no, I was just up here. I needed my space. Mm-hmm. Um, so comes out, now you did that. And to me again, seeing red, like now, I'm up here, no family, no job. I'm you're I'm living off of you literally. So whatever you bring home is what mm-hmm. I have to eat off of basically. And now to me it was like these 5 years are a waste to me. Mm-hmm. So he went to uh to work and now mind you I've never been uh anywhere near well I have been Obviously I had reason to go to STD and get HIV tested, but that's I, I knew I was HIV negative. But this is when Prep first started getting big, and it was like anyone who has sex should just be honest. They were like pushing, pushing, and pushing it. Mm-hmm. So I got it, and it was you know it was for free. I was on living on the, the government's insurance anyways at that time. Um, I took the whole bottle of that, um, and. Let the doctors and people back then tell you the most you're going to get is probably kidney, a little bit of kidney kickback or whatever. But it's an OD. OD is an OD. It should be taken seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, Try to call him. Calling, calling, calling. He wasn't picking up because we were pissed and fighting at that point. Um, So I called my sister. My best friend's like my sister down in Maryland. She called the police up here for me. They came and broke the door down in our our apartment and they drove me to the hospital. Um, Put me there. um, And again, I have nobody here. So who's the only person I could call? I had to call him to come get me so when he comes to the hospital like 12 hours later he's still going in at me like what are you doing you have me leaving for work you know you lied to me too this wouldn't was art we we're arguing audibly arguing in the emergency room mm-hmm. and I'm like i'm telling him look i, ha- I want to leave like can we continue this like we will fight later ike like come on like let, let's let's get this over with but it's just like he wouldn't let it go and i felt so helpless at that point um like, one, you've already att- you're have already you attempting to take yourself out because you're so alone. And two, this person has this power over you. Like, without him, I don't leave that hospital. Like, they'll admit me to a psych ward, which I should have done anyway. But, you know, I had to get my mom. Someone someone who actually is my family would have to come up here to sign me out. Um, so it's just another low point for me being with him. Um, and the other time, um, it was just alcohol-related. Just uh, getting drunk and putting inserting myself into – I went to – this really rambunctious uh, reggae club that's known for fighting um, and when they're by myself. Uh, and when I'm drinking, even when I'm not, if I've, if I've had too much, as I'm sure a lot of people, you just, you have that essence of just don't fuck with you. Don't look at me. Mm-hmm. Anything you do, even if it's right, I'm not fucking with you right now. That um, yeah, went in there just looking for trouble. and like, someone please beat me down. Someone beat out the pain of me right now. And again, same with the driving, letting go of the steering wheel. Same with ODing on the, the prep. I wasn't in control because each and every one of those times I should have been taken out or something should have scarred me for life. But I walked away unscathed from that. So So
0: at what point, at what point did you start to seek other things to get you back on the right track? Because you clearly have been through a lot. Mm -hmm. So I can imagine somebody else walking in your shoes, not seeing the light at all. So what, what was that beginning for you?
3: Uh hearing my sister uh, on the phone was one of them. Um, I've heard her cry, like, you know, we have gone through things, but it was never from something I did to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to hear the disparity in her voice was like, you're not even here. I can't even come get you. I mean, I can come get you, but it's gonna take two and a half hours, three hours. Like, I can't reach out and say, "Chris, come back home." Like, she she sounded so lost. She's like, "What are you doing up there? Do I need to come get you right now?" Like, she was. I could hear the scuffling of keys and stuff in the background. Yeah, and I together. was like, "Like, just stay there." Like, I, I I like this. I needed to go through this. And I told her that, and she's like, "No, you don't. You're coming back home." Um, and I called my dad, being as vague as I could be about details. Um, I was like, you know, Dad, it's not working out up here. I had to go to the hospital. Like, give him. Truth, but not the why. Mm-hmm. Of truth, yeah. yeah. And to hear him, like, he got choked up. He was like, Chris, come home. Like, he was like, send the back signal up. We're coming to get you right now. And I was like, people care about me. And I, that's for as dumb as it sounds of people who can listen to this, it finally clicked. Like, Chris, there's a reason why you're still here. You know, not to get all philosophical and spiritual, but.
1: People were praying for you. Yeah, exactly. You didn't it was even like, know.
3: yeah. And I'm like, because you look at it and, like, you know, I can go into detail about other things, but like, this is the stuff that we. Uh, Uh, combed over like any one of those situations would have wiped someone out Mm -hmm. and I'm I'm going through multiple of them and this is like Chris don't get a big head but there's something bigger than why you're here
0: because we Uh hear plenty of stories of you know even to just start off with um, when you just first moved here how many cases we've heard in the last year of kids that get bullied and take their own lives or even with the sexual assault can't deal with that whether it's the accuser actually killing them in the process or post the situation they take their own lives so you went one after another you just kept you know running into other
3: stuff and you're still here yep each time um so i always been a fitness fanatic and i always wanted to dance i always wanted to act so there was one day i went into the city and i was walking by alvin ailey and i was like okay we're gonna start dancing there we're gonna pick back up dancing i went and signed up for class um, and I was walking back down, and they were filming Law and Order. And I was like, I put on my Facebook, like, I'm going to get on that show. Like, that's just something I'm going to do. Um, and I went on Thumbtack and set up my profile for um, for fitness training. And I got a, um, we'll just say, a high profile client off of that. Not the prostitution, it was just someone uh, that was an affluent individual. <clears throat> Excuse mm-hmm. me. I was like, yeah, you can do this, Chris. Like, you didn't do anything wrong today. Like, you may be feeling like you are wrong, but. You went to class, there was no motive you didn't you didn't drink, you didn't have uh, any ill conceived thoughts about anybody, you did things positive. And getting that client, going to class, seeing that law and order set and being that close to it, uh was like it awoke me. Like something was like bing, like that light went off. It was like Chris, even if you're homeless, like this is why all of these years, like here, like right. here's a here's that 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 first foot in the direction I want you to go. Um, and from there, you know, I signed up with Central Casting, and I started, you know, submitting myself for extra roles and things like that, and dancing more. Got on stage at Alvin Ailey, and the fitness train took off. And just one one of the shoes had to drop somewhere, and I had to actually mm-hmm. let the shoe drop and believe that it dropped for me, not was going to drop on me, but it dropped for me to put it on, and for the other one to drop and put both on and start making some steps that turn into strides, that turn into longer strides. So, at any point, did you? decide to seek therapy in any yep. facet yep. i am in therapy now proudly i i advocate for anybody who's going through things they can't talk to somebody uh to go to therapy um there are many free services that new york the state of new york offers but if you have health insurance take advantage of it while you do have it yes. um yeah therapy was something um as you can tell from this and me reaching out to you like i want to talk mm. um but therapy for me was scary because this person knows nothing about me Mm-hmm. And they're going to, they're trained to get me to see, to see things about myself and look inward. And to hear myself admit some things that, that one I thought I forgot about or I wanted to forget about or to see myself for what I need to see myself as was very, very scary. It's a—it's hard. Yeah. And in a positive way, I say this, it's a dark path. It's a very positive walk that path that you know nowhere where it's going, but you need to walk in that hallway. Trust me, you're going to get to where you're going. Right. You, you, this you is, have to start. Yes. And this is purposely you're not in control. Like, let it go, let all that go, <clears throat> but therapy um i have, I have a good relationship with my therapist, like just her looking at me like through nonverbal communications, like when I'm going through rehashing things like I am with you all here, and I'm appreciative of this, her face is like in a good way, like how dumb like like, <laughs> right. like, like you, shes you, a yes friend, exactly, like how like how like you know, dogs return to their vomit that that, that phrase, like how many times are you, you gonna keep returning to that? same vomit at least go to a different pile of vomit you keep going to the same exact pile of vomit and and like when she says things like that like paraphrasing it's like yeah it's laughing about it now but yeah i mean shit how many times i can answer maybe you can through these many months and years of therapy but um yeah it's therapy has uh helped me tremendously
0: has there been one thing that she's mentioned that's kind of stood out from everything else
3: my relationship with my mom um Mm. We uh we are I am a carbon copy of her and we've all heard that saying you can't live with yourself. Yeah, I right? started yeah. Not, sorry
0: to cut <laughs> yeah. you off, but I started thinking about that when you started mentioning uh your interaction with the, uh, with the guy that you was engaged with mm-hmm. and how now you was forcing these uh arguments and things mm-hmm. of that nature, it was like you basically become your mother.
3: Yep. Right. Yep, exactly. Um and for her to pull out and see the similarities of any relationship, be it romantic uh, being escorting, be it uh, friendship, it was like you relate everything to your mom and how that either didn't work out or how volatile that was. And you're looking for that volatile situation. Not everybody wants to fight with you, Chris. Not everybody's down with that. Like, and even if it is a fight, it's not your fight. It's the fight that you're in with this other person. Like, calm yourself down. Like, it's we're humans, yeah, we will fight, but not you trying to kill, like literally kill somebody every time mm-hmm, you're in mm-hmm. a fight. Let's not do that. And it's not funny. Like, you're hurting other people because you're hurt. That doesn't make it right. Um, yeah, that that's... It unlocks something for me. I was like, "Do I hate my mom?" It's like, "No, you don't." It's just separate the two. Like, everyone is not your mom. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's something she constantly has to remind me. It was like, it's it's a simple thing, but it's so profound when she says it. Like, so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go into this whole detail-oriented thing depiction of my day, and like, that's not. Your, and she'll say, "This that's not your mom," and it's a zing me every time. I'm like, "Damn!" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but she's but she's right. That was like, stop. Everyone's not your mom. You know, everyone's not out to. You know, there's not gonna be your dad's not gonna be coming and flying, fighting, and you know, mm-hmm. you know one one side's calm, one's not. Like, let that person present to you what they want to present to you. Now, don't be stupid and get blindsided. But mm-hmm. at the same time, let them present something to you before you present that thing to them.
0: I think that's a big thing is that a lot of people they grow up in chaos and it becomes learned behavior, mm-hmm. and it becomes basically human nature to them. Like they 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 only feel comfortable in chaos and don't yep. even realize that it's chaos, yep, it's like everything has to be dysfunctional, and then when they actually are in scenarios that are actually healthy for them or they, they feel they feel uncomfortable because they're and not used to that, it. Yep. yeah, so they'll figure out ways to either say, "I'm not good enough to yep. deserve that." Or they'll figure ways to just ruin it because they know, oh, this is not going to last forever. Eventually, this is going to fuck up and then so I'm really, going to be, yep. you know, in a fucked up position like before. Mm-hmm. So, let so let me I save think,
3: time and fuck it up now rather than wait. Till yeah, like that type thing, yeah.
0: Know? And I think a lot of people are in those same sort of scenarios and they don't even realize that.
2: Yeah, they purposely block their blessings because they feel like, once again, they don't deserve it. They don't know why all these things are happening. They are comfortable in a space where there's a whole bunch of, like, disarray and... You know what I'm saying? When you can't see better for yourself, yep. then that's just your outlook on life. Yeah. You know what I'm yep. saying? Everything Cause... that happens to you is just it. It, it it's eventually going to fail, and then you kind of just retract yourself. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Exactly. Even when the opportunities are like positive or yep. and stuff like that, it really has to take. It's weird because like you know you these things happen to you, and you ignore them, but it takes one instance mm-hmm. that that decides that makes you decide that you know all right. This is right for me. Right. This is right for me. Yeah.
0: It's yeah. Like it. Cause like you were saying when you were uh Law and Order was at the set and then he was going to school and you had to, and uh I forgot the other thing that and you're training. You're training, if you were still in your previous mindset, you'd be like, I'm not with this. Yep, this isn't I'm for me. That. I'm okay. not ready for this now. Nope. Yep. But for whatever reason, at that time that clicked for you. Mm-hmm. And you was like, Okay, if this is how I'm gonna make that change, mm-hmm. I really need to focus and put all my energy into this into all these these three outlets because yeah. if i still stay on this previous path who knows am i gonna get a, another chance again
3: yeah no for sure for sure um uh i joke about this with my brother and my sister but it's like they say what page is next like when i call them now it's it's all positive stuff like when you're know, the acting the modeling and dancing whatever it was like what what would you get into now and I'm like, it's, it's always, it's it's been this awkward pause with both of us. And to me, and most times I'm on the phone, but sometimes in person, I give them this aggressive, like, we're not there no more. And it's a protective of myself now. It's like, I've, you know, I have been I drug you through my mess with me. Like, it's funny, but not every time I call you is going to be about this yeah. anymore, so anymore. I don't and, need uh, to say yeah. punchline yeah. over and
1: over again. Exactly. Yeah,
0: exactly. yeah. yeah. it you gets know. redundant. Exactly. So it's not yeah. funny anymore. And
3: there's, there's all fun and games at time. You know, family gatherings or whatever. We want to talk about how dumb one can be. I'm the butt of the jokes. I get it. And there there are some funny times. But for the most part, I try to leave it where it is. It's the past. I can't turn around anymore. I got to face forward yeah, and keep, keep going. going. Yeah.
2: And the irony of you trying to be on Law and Order when you used to be a delinquent. Exactly. Yeah, Exactly. Yep. kind of yep. like, yep. that's kind of crazy. I
0: mean, hey, you he lived the part.
2: All right, that's a little too soon. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the
1: part like you got right. experience, <laughs> you gotta listen, like, positive. You got to think about the positive
2: in it. No, but yeah, no, I mean, stuff like that to get you back on track. Like, it's the thing, it's those signs that come out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Yep, like, exactly. You know, that was
3: beneficial. Um, I never thought I'd be the one to say this when I did say it's like, oh, I want to give back. Like, so I never thought I'd be in a position to give back. And who want to hear this crazy dude tell any stories of you can make it out of the muck and mire, but. I am in that position, and I, I do believe. For and I always used to call myself as the black sheep of the family, but there was a reason why I went through that. Like it's, uh, for, it taught my family lessons of how to deal with other people. Mm-hmm. It's taught me how to deal with people too, as well. Like, and I can say this, not being conceited, but there are things I can see from someone not even having to say one word to me, like you, you're going through something, and it's one of those things that I went through, and I can see it, but. I know from going through what I went through. I like uh, what your co-host said here. Like, I'll be there for you, but on your time. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm reminding you that I'm always going to be here, but on your time, I'm not going to force you to say anything because that may have the adverse effect. But I will force upon you the feeling that I'm always around you. Like, you can reach out to me, and that's what I hope people hearing this and like you know, with the Me Too movement, Times Up. Like, we people go through things for whatever reason. It's traumatic or exciting. It or whatever have you but for, for the sake of this it's, it's traumatic but it's so you don't have to go through it that you whoever that you is like listen don't just hear and like listen when someone's telling you these things and don't judge don't prejudge don't put the sexual markers he like just listen to what i'm about to tell you mm-hmm. it's going it's only going to benefit you like i went through it it's only going to benefit you type thing
0: right. so have you had a conversation with your mother about you know the past and mm-hmm.
3: where you are now and yeah, she broke down right in my face like that's still one thing i it it still tears me up like to see my mom like just literally just shatter right in front of me because when mm-hmm. i told her about the assault and things like that she's like oh well, i couldn't protect you and i'm like i didn't know what to t- tell her i was like i think life's plan was for you not to protect me at that point like mm-hmm. had you i mean literally had you protected me it wouldn't have happened so i mean like that's that's right. simple math with that but like we were at each other's throats, Mom. Like, you weren't, I didn't want you to protect me. As, as evil as that sounds, like, I didn't mm-hmm. want you around me, Mom. That's why I went upstairs mm-hmm. without you. Like, I would have invited you up to my little fake penthouse if I wanted you up there. <laughs> but there's a reason why you weren't there. And there's a reason why I didn't tell you right. for so long. Um, but we have a better relationship because of that. Like, it's, like, she'll bring up my ex. And, like, uh, I think we have a conversation out uh, earlier about, you know, parents holding on to that one Random thing and never let him go. Like, well, where is that friend? Like, you mean the one from twenty years ago? Like, she'll bring mm-hmm. him up. Like, mm-hmm. is he gonna be around if he come back home? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know where he lives. I'm like, we're we're, we're done. Like, done. Do now. you still talk to him? I'm like, you know. right. Is that your bestie? Exactly. Right. Your <laughs> like, um, I get. I mean, the genuine care comes across, but again, it's the like leave it alone type thing. Oh, um, but my brother, like, he shocked me. Um, like, again, you know, if you saw him, you'd never think he's my brother. One, and he's literally half my size. But the first thing out of his mouth was. When I told him about the assault, where is this guy? Where is he live? I'm like, he'll snap you in half for one. <laughs> but little it, one. I know, right? You'll <laughs> get me in trouble all over again, right? But it's like, but the care was there again. Like that's his first thing was, where is this guy at? Not Chris. She did something wrong. It's like, where is he at? Where is he at? saying to my dad um, as calm as he was I'm like okay we don't need you going Darth Vader or anybody because he's like where he's yeah, trained yeah exactly he's <laughs> <I'm> like, trained <laughs> he will kill you five times before you touch the ground <laughs> exactly
2: mm-hmm. now he's in the closet now he's gearing <laughs> <I know>. up <laughs> like, <laughs> now he's on a
0: ring now ring. he's John Wick right yeah. <laughs> oh yeah but that's the that's guy like, Damn. the equalizer <laughs>
2: quick too quick Liam fast and hurry everybody relax. <laughs> exactly <laughs>
3: mind you this all happened 20 years ago oh, don't it's and they still
1: your family when they oh. care about you they would they would slap the crap out of somebody Quick. who yeah. did yep. something to you yep. when you was in the fifth grade yep because i'm that person i'm like oh that's her yep. tiara's my sister like oh that's her <laughs> when we used to live in brooklyn oh hi he's <laughs> <laughs> just acting right. a whole damn fool exactly, yeah. <laughs>
0: gotta love him gotta love them. yeah for sure for sure so do you ever see yourself like I mean, are you in a relationship now, or do you ever see yourself falling in love again, possibly getting engaged again, getting married? Oh,
3: no, for sure, for sure. Um, and it's another thing I'm going through with my um, therapist. It's And my brother, um, we had this very honest conversation. He was like, one of his initial things was, oh, you're not into guys. You're only into guys at that point because of the assault. You're, mm-hmm. you're only going to what you only know because at that point I never had sex with a, with a woman so that was my virginity if that has, has violence that sounds but it, mm-hmm. I can't speak back to that because my mind was so twisted back then I don't know if I'm not going to get into the whole biological thing if you're born gay or not I mean you are who you are that's not who I'm not the creator I'm not going to get into that that kind of conversation but I've never lost attraction to a woman like I naturally had a girlfriend, and that's what I naturally went to. Mm-hmm. I naturally dated the woman five years after, even when I was drunk out of my mind. That's natural. I naturally have dated women since moving here. After the engagement fell off, I'm not going to be the one and say, "Oh, don't label me and be you know the safe non-label." That's not it. I just know I know what I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, if that ends up being a man, I I can honestly say at this point, I I want to naturally have kids, and that's not a knock against anybody. I want mm-hmm. what was put in me biologically to kick off the other biological side on the woman to have the kids, right? By me, without getting nasty. We're fucking. Basically love that. So, <laughs> put it well, like weakers, that. We curse, all yeah. the time. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, Thank you, bro. <laughs> But at the same time, I have the history of being with men and I know mm-hmm. I was engaged. I loved him. Like, I accepted the ring from him. I was gonna, after five years, as crazy as it sounds, okay, now we're gonna go tell my parents that I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm not trying to be vague on purpose. I just know. I know. I know. I know what I know. You
2: uh, know what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's, remember that. yeah.
3: So
0: have you, um, in the dating with women that you've done, have you shared your past with them? Because when you mentioned that, I think of that uh, that scene from Insecure when mm-hmm. the guy told her told I forgot her name, but when he Molly. told her that uh, you know yeah, when he Molly. was younger. Was him Molly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, was more, yeah. yeah. When he Molly told her uh, sort of... when yeah, he was younger, he had a, a sexual experience mm-hmm. with a man and she basically just, you know, shunned with him. him. Yep. So have you opened up about your past with women?
3: With women, yes. Not to the ones I've dated. Okay. Um, and one who is my friend now, Um, I was very, very scared. So open up to her about that. There was no, I think what, I know what ultimately led me to talk to her was that there was no... Uh, Chemistry? I, well... The outcome of being uh, anything more than friends—it was already there. Like we've already—it had nothing to do with lack of attraction. It was just you—you you meet those kind of people, we're, we're at friends. That's where we're it's going right. to be, mm-hmm. and we're friends. Um, but it was still at that point a woman who I only met since moving up here. And I was like, okay, I'm about to tell you something that, looking at me, you probably just wouldn't even know it was gonna come out of my mouth. And she's like, okay whatever and the tea in china is three dollars today like i mean he's like what do you want me to, yeah. what else do you want me to say i'm that friend i like okay so <laughs> I, know, I, know. I
1: don't want to take tequila
3: shots i know right where are we going tonight that's and I, that was <laughs> that's, the thing i was yeah. like and i'm all sweating beads i'm like damn what you gonna and say and i was like serious. okay we i'm hungry but what, what are we gonna do i'm like yeah so yeah um i want to be as transparent as i, w- I can with people not not stupidly like you're not gonna know my social security i'm at the first date you're not gonna know this about me on the first date but when right. i can trust you with things i want to be able to, and i same thing i want you to trust me with things too mm-hmm. um but i do know to your question um it, it's i want to assume it's gonna be hard harder for the average person to hear that especially early on in a dating scenario but right. i'm i'm to the point now obviously with you know, being on the guest on your show you just gotta live yeah. your truth time is going forward and i can't hit pause on it like i i gotta let it out when it's time to let it out when it's appropriate so where do you stand now
0: like you clearly been through a lot Mm -hmm. and you know you've mentioned numerous times you would leave stuff in the past but i remember a jay-z quote is like no matter where you go your past walks into the room with you so i'm sure some days are easier than others Mm -hmm. so where do you stand now on like a daily basis do you have days where it's like you look back and it's like whoa like i've been through a lot but now i'm standing in a point that i would have never imagined 15 20 years ago and i'm sure there's days where it's like you know you may think in a more negative aspect about certain things so mm-hmm. how is that you know your daily your daily mm-hmm. life at this point
3: i can tell you i have more positive days and negative at this point which is a, a breakthrough for me because of going through therapy mm-hmm. um but it's Still, uh, shockingly to myself, uh, it takes what I can can attach the word very little to go down sometimes. Mm-hmm. I thought I'd be much stronger at this point. And I need to stop calling myself weak, like you just said, and hearing, hearing other people tell me what I went through. I, to me, it was just my daily life back then, right? Um, but I need to accept how much of my daily life was negative and out of control. Um, but it still, unfortunately, takes a huh. little little bit less time as well too but a little bit less like if you were to come in and i purposely made a point to iron my clothes more that day or do something more spray on cologne and you don't notice it little things like that will have me start thinking oh i remember back when when i was uh-huh. setting the building off fire. you just didn't want to yeah, see yeah, that yeah. i was going through stuff little mm-hmm. things like that and i have to catch myself immediately like chris you have a job I'm like you're doing all these things mm-hmm. you want to do Yes, that happened. But look at what you don't have to constantly remind myself at the same time, getting out of my own way of of hearing myself say that because I'm my mom's son. Right. You know, like Jamaicans, like from the culture, like you you give you give the person the shirt off your back, literally. So to hear myself boast about anything kind of contradicts that to me. Like it's like, you're nothing Chris. Yeah, yeah. you may have done something, you may have gone through this, now you're working, you've been on camera before and things like that, but don't get a bigger head. Mm-hmm. And while that's that's my own prison I'm putting myself in mentally, that's another thing I have to constantly juggle now because it's like that third ball, I'm, I'm inserting that third ball in my juggling act when does it doesn't need to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it is a it is a daily struggle for me sometimes, but it's more often than not that it isn't, which is a good thing. Like it's finally tipped to be majority the time is more positive than negative
0: how long have you been going to therapy uh
3: cumulative now be three years um Mm -hmm. yeah um and i implore people not to be ashamed of that um you don't got to tell your therapist name or give your name if not but saying you go to therapy is only making yourself stronger i don't know where i got this quote from it may have been american gangster with uh uh denzel Denzel. um i remember with that the shag carpeting scene i think when he slammed the dude's head in the piano. the piano um like the loudest room in the room is like the weakest one i think you want to say mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and for me what i got out of that when i was watching it and you know lying to you not when i'm watching that movie the person that admits his weakness first is also the strongest and not just verbally but it's to mm-hmm. yourself if i walk into this room and say i have on a black t-shirt if that's if, if if I wasn't supposed to have a black t-shirt on I'm the oddball out but if I commit that admit that to myself and rather than play off of that like yeah I got a, the only black t-shirt versus Chris you're out of you're you're the one that's oddball and go from there and just accept that exactly. you're not the and it's it does something for me um and that quote in seeing that that violent interaction with the shag carpeting and the and the piano thing was me like Minus the, the violent uh, the interaction they had in the movie. But loudest one, Chris, you 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 are the weakest thing wherever you go. Like, wherever you go, you it takes very little for you to be some drunken mess and whatever. But as soon as I flip the script, I'm like, Chris, you're out of your element in this room. So do what you got to do. Go in the corner, position yourself, talk to her, stand behind her, hold some hand, do whatever you got to do to get yourself to the point where you're not going to be the weakest person in the room. Um, it's all these little things that not working with my therapist have instilled with me. Like these little mental checks, I have to do a daily, literally a daily mental checklist to keep myself uh, on the right path. So,
1: Do you ever keep um, like a journal? Because I always talk about how I go to therapy. I always talk about that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, what I do is I keep a journal and I ask myself, how are you doing today? Mm-hmm. How are you doing mentally? Mm-hmm. How are you doing emotionally? And I have to answer all three of those questions before I go to bed. And sometimes I'm like, man, I don't want to do this. Yeah. This is yeah. stupid. I'm tired. That's how I'm yeah. doing. I'm fucking sleepy. But I feel like that helps me at times. And if there's any point where I can't answer one of them, when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, okay. How was I doing yesterday emotionally? Like, yeah. yep. just to answer it and just to, to get it out. Because even though sometimes it feels like a task, um, it does help. And oh, it has helped sure. me.
3: Yeah, for sure. Um and I always joke about this with uh, my therapist as well. Um, I have plenty of conversations by myself out loud in my apartment. So if I had thinner walls, I'm sure people think, Oh, how's your roommate doing? <laughs> I don't have one. That's just me. <laughs> that's me. You paid right thing. again. <laughs> right. <Exactly. laughs> um But that that's another thing of me to uh to stop that controlling feeling of myself. I'm like, nah, Chris, admit to yourself you did something stupid. Admit to yourself, this past weekend, you watch football all weekend long and didn't do anything Did about you do your anything. acting, your modeling thing. You didn't do anything. You got fat-eating pretzels on the couch. Yeah. Hear yourself say that. It reminds you that. And so you're thinking about the journaling. I fell off doing that, but I have a whiteboard. I have two whiteboards in my house now, and I write things down on them, things I need to accomplish, things I want to accomplish, like things that, I need okay. to look at, things I need to, like, emails I need to respond to. I put your name on on the board when I was like, make sure you email Steve before, you know, certain dates, and I've, it seeps into my subconscious. I'm like we can do this. And part of the board is in black permanent marker. I just wrote in and make better decisions that that's, I can't mm. erase that. So that's always something mm. I see and it's in different color ink than everything else. So I always see that, uh, before I leave out the house. Um, I want to
2: ask a creative question real quick before we go on. So, um, I mean, with all these experiences that you've gone through, obviously they're in your past. And I know that you've, you know, expressed that, you know, this is, you're looking, you're not looking behind you. You're looking forward, but, um, just, I guess, in an imaginary scenario, let's say if you could go back in time, right? Um, and not change the aspect of every, anything that happened, but if you, in your state of mind now, could go back to a point throughout any of these experiences, kind of, like, talk to yourself, you know what I'm saying? And and try to, like, pull yourself out of that scenario, even though it may not work. Like, what what instance or what point do you think that would be in a sense of, like, you know, this is this is a time where I could have used myself right now to kind of like try to convince me or try to like talk to me or reach out for help
3: uh i'll never forget this after the divorce was finalized like everything said and done um visitation ironed out how much you're paying child support my mom took us up to the apartment where we had it was a third floor you could see the beltway from our window there was no furniture in the house because we didn't have any money yet mm-hmm. she i was on on her left my brother's on her right She put her arms around me. We're gonna make it, you know. We're just we're gonna get through this. Um, I remember as bad as it sounds, I looked around and in my mind, I'm like, we ain't got no damn furniture. You know, like what we gonna gonna make? make, make I know, right? Like make it. What we gonna do, right? But (laughs) better make this. (laughs) (laughs) But to your question, it would be to tell myself, be a kid still. It's not up to you to make this situation any better. Like, you you can't work. Don't try to alleviate any stress off your mom. Don't try to be a better uh, example of your dad while dad's not here for your mom. Like, just be a kid. Because there was, after that, like, I focused on our lack of dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. Rather than you want to go outside and play. It was always go outside and play in my clothes that I can't ruin, that I have to wear tomorrow, that my brother has to, like, it was just, just be a kid, Chris. Enjoy being 8, 9, 10, 11. Like, you know, like, I... I'm not going to say the whole, you know, to bring up someone who passed away. Michael Jackson never had a childhood that wasn't that extreme, but mm-hmm. it, I didn't have a free childhood. Mm-hmm. you know, Because it was like, when I'm coming home, okay, it's 3.30, mom's coming home at 5-something, I got to warm the chicken up or whatever. Like, what eight-year-old is staying at home worrying about, you know, by himself waiting for his brother to get home, warming up chicken make sure it doesn't get burnt because you don't have food to replace it if it does and you can't crease these shoes literally you can't because your brother has to wear them You're like you can't get these jeans dirty because your brother has to wear them you know things like that so long with the answer just being just be a kid right and there's many yeah. kids in that yeah. same
2: in a similar scenario where they have to grow up quickly because yep. exactly. you know there are in those type of scenarios where like either their family's fractured or you know they're mm. the oldest of you know what yep. i'm saying? And. Mm-hmm you know they kind of miss out on that childhood because they have to grow up so quickly so it's kind of like a weird like parallel where it's like kids have to grow up quickly and be adults and then as adults like we want to be children because we missed out on those opportunities exactly yeah
0: Yeah. and to kind of like piggyback off of that is like based on everything you told us you didn't really kind of have a childhood so how was it that you were able to find you know the things that you are partaking in now because i don't think there was any a point where you really cared well i won't say you didn't care for education but your mind was focused elsewhere so it was like at what point do you was like oh okay i like dance or i like you know you're in it now like what what even pushed you into those
3: avenues so for dance i remember even back when i was three years old i remember pushing the sofa back in our apartment in Germany, put on my little good church socks and just spinning away, turning away, watching Michael Jackson. I always yeah. have always wanted to dance, um, but back then and on the base, you know, you keep if you can imagine like a constricting. I don't, I don't want to say noose because that's very obviously for many reasons not to bring that up. But like, um, I don't know, something that's con- constricting around you, like inner circle just closing in on you. It was just like being uh, black mm-hmm. male in Germany on an army base not that many uh friends who are not any friends who are artistic. It's really, really small bubble of I'm right in the middle of all those circles. I wanna dance, but all these other circles don't don't uh support that. Mm-hmm. So to to your question about that, it's always been in me. Um, when I, I promised myself from a little kid even all the way up through my shenanigans, like when you get the chance, Chris, if you're not too beat down, you're gonna go dance. Uh for IT it was because we were poor. Um we had a Packard Bell taking you way back, uh Packard Bell PC. Uh, with a uh, five and a quarter uh, discs. When the computer would break, my mom couldn't afford to fix it. I tinkered with it. I was good with my hands. I was like, this is something of anything else, it was a control thing. I can control this. I can be good with this. That's where the self-talk came from. Uh, The school, I I didn't like it only because I was a natural uh, rebel. Anything my brother and my stepsister did, I didn't want to do it. I had to be different. So, I would test into all these, like, calculus, whatever, English tag, you know, gifted, all this kind of stuff. Didn't do it because they did it. I had to control something about me. I'm not going to follow anyone else's path, especially as destructive as I am. Mm-hmm. I had to do my own thing. So I literally could have, I should have a four-year degree and two associate's degrees and a certified auto mechanic under my belt. I have none of them because I pissed away each chance. Um, and it's, it's being rebellious and wasted money, each of them. Um, and for the acting, that just is a, a, a byproduct of dancing because you're you're acting while you're on stage anyway. Mm-hmm. That's something I like doing. Um, and modeling thing just came just because I just kept in shape. Um, that just fell into my lap. Not to sound conceited, I just did. Mm-hmm. Um and, take your shit. <laughs> and the uh, uh, the writing, uh, the writing and producing and behind the camera again. That's not so much of a control. It's me being creative. Like all these years, these these, these twisted stories I've I've been through. I don't want to act necessarily put that out onto the, the into the real world, but I want to do the opposite of that. I make fun of like I'm, I, as I'm sure you could probably help me out here. I'm, I think I'm a funny guy, so um, I, like write... yes. <laughs> I like to write jokes. That's fine too. I've lost. I've, left. Left. I, mean, I,
2: I've left. Left. I like to write comedy and sketches <laughs> oh,
3: like that, um, to, especially real life. Like I take real life because real life is funny. Like if you <laughs> you sit down, it's on a b- bunch b- of jokes <laughs> walking right outside. Exactly. <laughs> the
2: joke that never ends. I know. <laughs>
3: I so for me you, in- <laughs> yeah yeah you can just sit pick anywhere and just sit someone will walk by and just naturally entertain you they'll do something that's like all right keep it moving so
0: um to wrap things up why why do you feel like well not why do you feel like well uh, okay. why are you telling your story and what what do you want people to take away from the story because there's plenty of people that they would just continue moving on with life and just bottle everything up yeah. even if they do eventually recover it's like this is my story this is what i've been through i don't really want to share this with anybody yeah, so yeah. why are you telling your story and what do you want people to
3: take away from it um what this came to mind when you said that the word pressure and it's a good pressure like there was this if you can imagine someone was squeezing your head or like squeezing like the last little little bit of a toothpaste out of a out of the the container is like get this out of you chris like Mm -hmm. it's clear that your past got more violent more dark just more data that has it got on you are not going to keep being afforded these chances to to skim by the the feeling of loneliness that you felt going through that someone else is currently going through that right this second or Mm -hmm. someone's going to walk into it right this second and the onus that i feel that's been put on me is if you don't share this chris uh, not that you're going to be guilty, but just always remind yourself of the person that you're looking for, the story, the hand to reach out for you. Be that person right now. While you have enough life in your body, while you have life in your body, period, but while you're young enough, active enough to actually go and actually physically help someone if they needed it, it's your time to do this. And that's why you, I pulled you through, this. not myself, but that's why life, God, Jesus, family, everybody pulled you through this. Mm-hmm. again and again it's not to again i have battle scars on me trust me but the average person doesn't make it through this and right. i need to let people know that i'm not average and neither are you like you're here for a reason um and what i want people to get out of this is just you can make it through if you still have life your your heart still taken, you have cognitive functioning your brain you can make it through whatever life throws at you and you have to realize it's not about you, it's about other people around you, and it's about other people coming behind you as to why you're going through what you went through. Nothing anyone goes through is to be kept to yourself. That's good or bad. I'm like, you win the lottery, your mom or brother or sister, whoever closest to you, should get at least a burger out of it. You know, like, you, you don't keep all the money to yourself. Mm-hmm. You go, you got arrested, tell somebody, hey, you might not want to go get that lawyer, get that one. You know, you might not want to do what I just did. Share it. Um, so I'm hoping this helps somebody just unlock whatever they've chosen to lock down or unlock their vision to not get locked down. Um Yeah. I just I just I'm I'm in the mode of I'm that old crashy old man, eighty years old,
1: <laughs>
3: shouting at kids to be quiet in the neighborhood <laughs> right now. I I want to share, like, you know, like shut up, but come listen to my story so you just, so you know, understand why I'm telling you to shut up type thing. Um but yeah, just a long winded way of just uh if anything, use me as as your as your punchline. Like if that dumbass Chris can make it out of this, I can too. And let me talk to him as to why he made it out of this.
2: Yeah. I'd add faith to that list as well. The list that you were talking about in the sense of like, if you are a cognizant and everything, like I'm pretty sure faith definitely played a major role yes. as well. You know what I'm saying? So yes, I mean, for that, sure. that definitely goes a long way, especially when you when you've gone through the seven circles of hell, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> yes, and yeah. you gotta. Sheesh, fixing. Well, it's the story of um. Oh gosh, what is the name of that? The tale of seven. Um, in the bank. Diego. Uh, Diablo. No, not Diablo. I'm You're looking right at it, time. but I don't remember. Yes.
3: Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yes. That story. The t- <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I let you down. I'm yeah. sorry. Yes. Okay. <laughs> come Google. to me,
2: and I'll just scream it.
3: Yeah.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, so then the last thing I want to ask you, what does the word rege- rege- what Dante does it Inferno. Of- word- what? Oh.
3: No, See, said he's gonna yell it out when it came.
1: Wait, say it again. Say Dante's again. Inferno. There we go.
0: There <laughs> what does the word <laughs> redemption mean to you?
2: Hey, I told y'all.
3: <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I told you it was gonna I had happen. you back. Uh, the word elation just came to me. Um, a freeing, uh purpose. Mm. Um, and it's not for you. Um. It's a, a village type redemption. Like we stood you up. You're standing on the backs of somebody for you to be redeemed. Um, and not to redo, but it's to, uh, I'm, I'm envisioning myself turning around and putting my hands out. Not in the way I'm, I'm a savior, but I made it, I climbed the, the ladder. You got to come up here too. Like, we're going to build this ladder up. Like, we're all going to be redeemed. Like, I got here, so the next person has to get up here, too. Like, it's not. I'm, it doesn't stop with me. Like, redemption is an ongoing thing for me. It's active. It's a living thing to me.
0: Perfect answer. I mean,
3: it's a story of Creed
2: all over again.
1: Jesus. I like the, that that I still have
2: to watch the second one. <laughs> you don't watch the second As one? As I can.
1: move the microphone closer to me. <laughs> <mouth. laughs>
0: what <laughs> Creed the point is oh, Chris you're Creed uh, thank <laughs> you're, you your put that's, that in the atmosphere Creed
3: else. 3 let's go <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah I think that's it I want to thank Chris I hope we did you justice by you know outlining this correctly I know it was kind of a little bit all over the place yep. with the storylines uh, but nice um, yeah really appreciate you for coming on yeah, definitely. Telling definitely. Your story. that yeah. takes a lot of courage a lot of I don't want to should I say pride
1: but no, no
2: just occur- it's, i think courage and just strength clarity you know what i'm saying yeah like,
1: it's a sense of knowing oneself and being okay with your story
0: yeah right. especially as a black man in america because you've there's usually just you know isolated scenarios that you know people feel a certain way about and just in general but you went through multiple as a black man like sexual assault and dealing with men and a whole bunch of stereotypes that people just have in general so the fact that you went through all of them and you know you're on the other end and you're able to tell your story and don't have any shame and don't feel sorry for yourself and just you're really just trying to educate that that speaks that speaks a lot that speaks speaks volumes
2: right and you're still doing the work so it's not like you're comp- not to say you're comp- not to say that you're not completely out of it but you're still there's still work to be Every done. Day. yeah. The story's not yeah. over. Yeah, so to for speak. sure. You know what I mean?
3: Please let the negative be over with. I don't have more pages in my book to write anything more and crazy. But <laughs> no, no, good, good. <laughs> no, I know, good I know, chapters now. It's all with, good chapters. If you want to hear part three, I know. No, 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 no. Good really, chapters are, are definitely I, to come. So. I'm joking with you. I really appreciate the opportunity for sure.
1: Thank you for even wanting to come and share your story.
3: No, thank you for having me. I really mean that. I really mean that.
2: Thank you.
0: Yeah, we've be telling people to. You'll know, hit us up, but they don't listen. Yeah, I think because they they, they they might be shook.
2: I don't think they took us take us seriously when we say if you have a story to tell, uh, come through.
1: If you just want to chat, yeah, let's just chat. Yeah, a we'll be respectful
2: this time. Converse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: but um, again, want to thank Chris for coming on. Yes. Uh Shout out to Bianca, as always, our executive Gang. producer. The website is up for you guys to check it out. Check sipodcast. sipodcast.net. dot net. You can email us at us at sipodcast.net. You know, inquiries, you want to be a guest, you want us to discuss a topic, you want feedback on anything, we'll try to make a better effort at responding to those. Uh, if you listen to the episode and you take screenshots of it, be sure to tag us on social media. We will repost it. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What else? Oh, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, make sure to rate review leave a comment let us know how we're doing whether good bad or indifferent if you
2: do we'll read it on air
0: yeah and if you're talking shit we'll make fun of you There it
2: is. that's how it should work (laughs) oh we are
0: also on spotify now it's been a couple weeks so make sure you tune into that uh subscribe share tell all your friends uh, and we still got to figure out this 100th episode thing.
2: So I, I've been coming up with some questions. For you that. said
0: it in the last episode, and then we heard nothing from you. Well, since. I mean,
2: I can't share with y'all the questions because then I'd have to ask you.
0: Oh, we figured out <laughs> what we was gonna do. I thought we was going. I thought
2: we was going out and doing a meet and greet. Oh yeah, the meet and greet. Yes, yes, yes. That is what you're talking about. I thought you meant like the show structure. Yes, we have not figured so out. So we the got a show structure
0: yet. for the hundredth episode, Correct. and we're doing a meet and
2: greet. Correct.
1: So what I would like is for all, all of our guests who have been on the show, if you can't show up, that'll be fun.
2: That's a I lot. Talk, talk, <laughs> yeah, that's bad <laughs> word. It's, it's not a Do lot, you lot
1: see of people. Room. <laughs> we
2: we <laughs> no, Damn. I'm talking about to the meet and greet. Oh, the uh, meet and oh, okay, you didn't specify meet and greet. You just said, come. (laughs) Whoa. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to tell
1: All I got to come in this room. I mean, squat, squat, We can barely fit in here half the damn time. (laughs) Yeah,
0: but this is a big-ass studio. So I would have thought you just meant hang out. Nope,
2: that's not. Nope, definitely not. What Nima said, for all the guests that have been on the show, if you can make it out, uh, and we'll probably um, share those details soon. We definitely should talk about yeah, that. When and Vincent. I could, do, and <laughs> when I could do a lot of tequila shots now. When,
1: a
3: lot?
2: Jesus.
1: I could do a lot. Like, when I can't vi- eat as much, All but I could three. definitely drink. Yay. Oh, no, wow. I did 10. Wow. I could get to 10 tequila shots. Oh, baby. Wait, that was your goal? I mean, I wasn't hungry. You gotta fill up the stomach some way. Oh, boy. <laughs> <10
0: tequila shots. laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank One. you for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, We just want to appreciate y'all for tuning in for these 99 episodes. We took several breaks in these past two years. I've told this story numerous times of, you know, I really didn't even know what the fuck we was doing prior to us starting this shit. I still
1: don't know. Uh,
0: I don't know how the hell we lasted this long. I don't know how the hell we took several breaks and y'all still tuned in. I had a whole
2: surgery. Word. You went through a whole transformation. Like, I got
0: fired from a job. <laughs> I was like fired from a job. Still recording. <laughs> like, I didn't know how I was paying rent. And it was like, through, all right, I'm going to do this episode. We figure some shit out next week. Man. I went through
2: mad ups and downs myself. Like, we still, we still here talking shit. Winging it. Yeah.
0: Well, we'll see y'all next week. Bye. We Bye. Later, y'all.
1: <laughs> Definitely sophisticated ignorance. And I'm fucking with it.